What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Random Car Guys. Mike Hearn here, your host, back with another episode. Uh, this is the today's episode is a perfect example of the beauty of social media because I followed this account since I don't know since you bought the car, uh, and it's great to see it evolve. It's great to see the account evolve, and probably you know the last thing you thought about uh, is growing an Instagram page to go with your car. But um, the Instagram is at black427cobra, which I'll link below. And fantastic looking, super performance Mark III Cobra, um, which we'll get into all of the famous things that this car has already done. Um, but Ryan, the owner with me, is with me today. Uh, mate, thanks so much for taking the time. And uh, I mean, before you even start, thank you for sharing wonderful content of your car. My pleasure. Thank you, Mike. I really appreciate you having me on the on the show here. And it's uh, like you mentioned, like I never dreamed I would be on a podcast for the car. But uh, <laughs> yeah, really, it all started from, you know, I was really interested in these cars and, and super performance and kind of thought it would, it was just a dream, you know, it's never really going to happen. And, and uh, I was looking for the content on Instagram. And it was, it felt like, at the time, maybe there's more now. I, I don't know, but at the time, it felt like there just wasn't that much out there to, to check out. So it's really been uh, a passion and pleasure of, of mine to to sh- bring this stuff, you know, to social media and show people, give people an idea of what it's like to to drive one of these. And I'm not that old either, so <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> kind of unique that I've been able to to, to live this dream. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the car is sick and obviously it was kind of put on the map, you know, since the movie came out, Ford versus Ferrari and, and your car obviously played a special part in that. But before we go into the weeds and dive into everything nerdy about this car, because people are listening to this are car guys, they want us to get into the weeds. Before we get into yeah. that stuff, um, tell me a little bit about kind of your just love of cars in general and what comes to mind when, when someone asks you, you know, where does your car journey start? Yeah. So as a, as a young, young kid, um, I was, I was born in the early eighties and, um, I grew up watching the, the Herbie movies every day that I was re- almost like a religion for me. <laughs> so, um, and it, it's funny because it, it turns out, uh, like Willow Springs and, and Laguna Seca tracks that I've, uh, actually ridden motorcycles at, um, which we can get into, <laughs> but, um, yeah, it kind of all started there watching those movies, uh, as, as silly as it sounds with Herbie, but, um, you know, just that motor, motor vehicles have a soul and that there's something to that. And I've always been really sentimental. I've owned too many cars through, uh, through my, my time, uh, for how old I am, but just love cars and really got into motorcycles for a while too, got into super bikes and, and was doing that for, for a while. And actually all the way up until, um, well, Ford v Ferrari came out and that certainly put a, an idea in my head, uh, that, Hey, actually, I, well, actually it just made me think Irvine's not that far away, uh, from where I live up in, up in Ventura, California here. And, um, I should go down there and check out the showroom and and see what they have there. So, uh, it was, it was right before COVID. Um, and, uh, my wife and I went down there, it was like February before COVID and we went down there and set up an appointment with Doug Campbell down there, who is an absolute gem of a human being. And, uh, he took a solid hour and walked us around the whole showroom and then took us both on, on a little demo ride. And, um, 
it was it was over after that. It was the decision was made. Both of us looked at each other. We we're like, "What are we gonna do?" To we got we got to get one of these. So uh, yeah, um, that's kind of how how that whole journey came along. But yeah, yeah I've always loved cars. When I was a little kid, I used to have you know a hundred Hot Wheels cars and and always playing with those. Uh, you know, we didn't have uh, YouTube and all that back then. So. <laughs> yeah so always like i said always been into the car thing have you always kind of been in california yes uh, i'm born and raised in california went to uh went to college down in san diego uh-huh. and uh yeah always been kind of out on the coastal california yeah so you always grown up around a pretty epic car and motorsport culture right weather's perfect there's a lot of convertibles driving around yeah definitely spoiled and it, it is absolutely the perfect place i mean this this shelby cover was born here also so you know it makes sense it's the absolute perfect place to own a car like that yeah yeah so i mean touching on the bike thing you mentioned super bikes not harley davidson bikes because most people listening to this if they're not from you know the uk would think oh america bikes harley davidson right and yeah. obviously people where you know where you're located you've got great roads so it makes sense to go canyon carving in a super bike or racing or whatever it is right like it's that's kind of reminds me of back home there's a lot of great mountain roads in the uk not any straight roads like there are in oklahoma where i'm at now but <laughs> yeah the bike thing that's uh that's a that's a cheap way to go fast right yeah so in in college i uh, got a 1977 cb 350 um and uh against my parents' orders. They didn't know I had to hide it and everything. <laughs> but, uh, and the thing had a massive oil leak. Um, it was black um, and it had a massive oil leak. So we used to joke and call it the Black Pearl because everywhere I went, if I stopped at a light, there'd just be this plume of smoke would kind of start coming around me. Um, but it, it was badass and had that whole cafe racer vibe. I put the cafe bars on it and, and all that. Um, and then the, the next one, the, the real true superbike was a uh, R1 that I think was a uh, 2007 uh, Yamaha R1. Mm-hmm. And um, I rode that. That's when I started doing track days. Um, and we're fortunate to have a couple really good ones out here, Willow Springs. And it, Willow has both the big track and the streets course. And then uh, Laguna Seca as well. And Button Willow, too. It's a different Willow, but it's a good one. Um so yeah, I did that. Um, and then eventually fell in love with, it's funny you mentioned the Harley thing, uh, that most people would think that I'd be a Harley guy. Um, I actually fell in love with Ducatis because it started going towards that, you know, the, the twin engine had a different vibe. It had a, a, a more, um, you know, kind of muscly vibe than the high revving, uh, leader bikes. And so I ended up getting a 1098 S and had that for a while. There's actually a tricolor, a, uh, 1098 S and they're just the most beautiful bikes on earth, I think. Mm-hmm. And then, um, I got a 12, 12 Yeah, I should know, but it, it feels like it's been a while. Then I had a 1299 S after that, uh, Panigale. It was, uh, one of the first ones that came to the California coast, um, and did a bunch of track days on that too. Um, and then got my wife interested in bikes. She got a, uh, a newer triumph and, um, and then 
I to try and because riding a Panigale with the Triumph just didn't work very well. Um, the Panigale wants to go; it, it can't go anything less than fifty, basically. So, and actually, the the Cobra is a little bit of the same that way. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I actually bought a monster also, and had a monster to kind of cruise around with her. But all that once we went down to Superformance and got bit by the snake, um, you know, it was like, all right. And then shortly after that COVID happened and we we just looked at each other and we said, you know, let's live our dreams now. Let's, let's not wait. So, um, she is so good at budgeting and everything and working the numbers and figuring out what we got to do to, to get what we want and help me achieve this dream basically. And, and, um, Doug was instrumental in it as well. Doug Campbell down at Superformance. And it all was very serendipitous how it kind of happened because, yeah, that movie Ford v. Ferrari definitely sparked a, a big thing in me. And I knew that I wanted a black one. Uh, I had seen pictures of this one uh, before that looked very similar. And I had it all, the engine and transition, I knew exactly the spec I wanted. And just magically... Doug was like, oh, we, we just got a demo car in that has 400 miles on it. That is the exact car you're looking for. And at that time, we didn't even know it was, uh, it was in the movie. It wasn't until after I bought it, finally got my funds together. And I'm checking out, refreshing the page every day to see if it's sold yet, see if it's sold. Doug's like, I'm trying to hide it back in the back corner so no one you know, gets it, no one takes it out, no demos. Um, and I'm like, thanks, man. I'm selling my bikes. I, I actually sold all my on my motorcycles. I had a uh, a '58 Ford Ranchero, also that was kind of a you know vintage car um, that my uncle had had for forever, and it was running, but it needed a lot of work. So I just I said, you know what? Let's just start fresh. And uh, what better way to start fresh? And it, it, so it's kind of the, the Cobra has like all these elements that I, I cherish, you know, it's got the vintage vibe. It's got the, the rumble of a, of a Ducati in a way, you know, it's a old, old style V8, like the, the Ranchero had. And yeah, I just, I, I, I haven't looked back since I, yeah. since I pulled the. <laughs> I think because I like I followed Superformance. So that's originally I think where I saw it because I think they posted one photo of it outside, and I was like, I mean, of all the specs to get, it's just murdered out, right? Everything's black yeah. because some of the ones you see, like even if they're black, they've got a stripe or the tailpipes are in like yeah, chrome or a brushed aluminium. Like they're not all black like yours, right? And I remember yeah. seeing it, and I was like. Oh, this is epic! Like what a car, uh, and obviously it's around the movie are, time as well. There are a couple bits that that are you know I, I love the chrome accents that it does have. Um, there's there's one other guy on on Instagram uh, who just got one that is truly murdered out. I mean, no chrome on the thing, and it, yeah. it's a cool look. But there is something I think classic to have these bits of chrome, like the roll bar and the spinners and that sort of thing, the hooks. Yeah. Well, and you have the the mirrors are chrome as well, right? Yeah. Yeah, and the windshield. Yeah. Just just enough. Yeah, the little circles around the headlights. And yeah. 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 <laughs> so so then, like you know, as you just kind of said, like it, it was quite a process to get one, and it was you know, like you just said, obviously, you and your wife clearly share passion as well, and it's not just you; it's you both of you that have this passion for for owning bikes and cars and deciding to go into this journey together. And and you know, it's 
I love stories like this, right? Because it's not just like, you know, hey, I made a bunch of money. I'm just going to go buy another car because it's going to enjoy my collection, right? Like this one, and and I get the sense from Doug, and I followed Doug on Instagram a, a bunch, that you are his ideal customers because it makes him feel so good that he's actually, yeah, I'm keeping it for you because these guys are going to cherish it. They're going to drive it, you know. And yeah. So that, that makes a lot of sense. And that's, you know, that's, I'm not surprised you said that he's an awesome dude. Absolutely. I mean, I couldn't have done it without my wife's help and support. And, you know, she wasn't like, are you kidding me? This is the stupidest thing. You you know, it wasn't like that. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's been amazing. I'm so thankful for Doug and his support as well. Yeah. And I think recently either you shared it or he shared it. It was like, you got you driving out of the factory or driving out the, the showroom and I'm interested to know, was that the last time that the, the canopy was actually on? <laughs> That's a good question. Um, there, uh, I have put it on maybe twice since then, um, but it hasn't been on in probably over a year. Is it, um, is it a nightmare to put on? It's not so much a nightmare because um, I leave it halfway. If you totally disassembled it, then yeah, that would be mm-hmm. kind of a nightmare. But it's basically just kind of folded up in the rafters of my garage. So it would take 15 minutes maybe to put it on. The nightmare though is you got to push that thing onto the, the little um, buttons that go around on your paint, you know, and I I try and keep that paint real nice and, (laughs) It, it sure gets scratched up when you put that thing on it. Yeah. Of all the places to live, you're in the best place. So, uh, you know, yeah. I think you'll be just fine <laughs> driving without it for a limp. Yeah. It, you know, funny enough, when I, when I drove it home that one day um, from Superformance, it was like a 90 degree day and it, it actually worked better to cool you down as more of a shade than mm-hmm. it would in the rain. I've heard people say with these cars that, uh, you get more wet with the canopy up than you would with it off. <laughs> <laughs> Not surprised. Uh, well, diving into the, the buying process, obviously, shared a little bit. Do you mind sharing what you paid for it? Um, I won't say exactly what I paid for it, but I can give you an idea. Sure. Um, like I mentioned, uh, it was kind of unique that this was a demo car already. So um, there was a good price on it as, as it was, and I didn't have to wait for everything to be assembled. I didn't have to pay, you know, uh, well, I, I did have to pay separate people actually to, uh, like crown concepts in, uh, Tucson, Arizona, um, actually put the card and did the final, um, engine and transmission assembly. Um, so yeah, it is a weird process to buy one of these cars. Um, but it's, I can say a car like this, um, now and, and you got, everyone can go to hillbank.com and, and check the inventory and stuff like that. Um, but they're in the low hundreds and I got mine for a little bit under that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. There was one I check every now and then. And like, I think the best thing to do is if you're really interested, you should just call Doug anyway, because the Superformance yeah. website and the Hillbank website, I think that stuff changes all the time that like, yeah. they just don't have enough time to update the website. And there was one on the website. Uh, it was like a, it might still be for sale. It was like a, an anniversary one. It was black, but it had the gold wheels. Yeah. And I think that's up right now for like 125, which, yeah. you know, obviously being an anniversary, I think it's like a 20 or only 20 of them were made or something like that. But I, yeah. it's interesting that you said you had to pay certain people to like people that assembled it and, 
Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's not just like you go buy one because sometimes you can buy the yeah. shell, right? And then you decide what engine you want to put in it and gearbox. Yeah, and stuff. typically they will sell you what's called a roller. So it's, it's the whole car with all the plumbing in it uh, already, uh, like for the um, cooling systems and all that. It's, it's ready to go. It just needs the engine and transmission. So um, it's, I hate to... Uh, say it's like a loophole or that it sounds dirty, but, um, <laughs> there's a reason they a do creative, it. It's, it's a creative way to keep this dream alive because these cars are sold in California. At least I had to get an SB 100 exemption where, um, it's really under the home built kind of, uh, umbrella. So it's for people home building cars. And I think there's only like a few hundred of them, of these SB 100 certificates released a year. And during COVID it was an absolute nightmare because a bunch of DMVs weren't open. You have to do this thing called a, a bar exam and it, no, it doesn't get you a law degree. It, it just gets you a registration. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I, a superformance recommended a guy that they worked with who, uh, was also great and very helpful in helping me navigate that whole thing. And I highly recommend doing that to try and do it yourself. Um, it is quite challenging, but back to your point, this isn't a car that you just go to the dealership, say, here's my money. And you know, you're driving away in an hour. Uh, it, it took a while. I had a temporary registration for over a year, I think like a year and a half or something like that. And I was driving around with no license plate <laughs> in a Shelby Cobra wondering like, when are the cops going to get me? <laughs> in arguably the worst state in America for people like cops hating on cars, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. As it turns out though, this, this one, uh, the cops kind of like it. I think, I think there's something about it that, you know, everybody kind of appreciates. Mm-hmm. So I, I was worried too. I was like, oh, bring it to my neighborhood and everything. Are, are people going to think this is just obnoxious and, you know, complain about the noise and it's been quite the opposite. Everybody's just so stoked on it. Yeah. What's uh, <laughs> what is that like startup like in the morning then? I mean, are you setting off car alarms around the neighborhood? Like, you know, cause <laughs> the engine in it, obviously 427, it's not, and, and the side pipes, it's not, uh, it's not quiet, is it? <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's not. It, uh, I, I, it's not really a daily driver for me, so I usually don't start it up in the in the morning. Um, it's usually at reasonable times, and I don't really drive it after dark either. But um, yeah, it's it's uh, it's an adrenaline rush every time <laughs> you start it up. You you like check yourself, make sure everything's in place. It's it's a neutral, and um, it's got the sniper EFI system on it, so you have to wait a good five seconds for the fuel lines to pressurize and everything before you start it up. So that, that even like builds to the tension of firing the thing up and you know, it's a, uh, it's, it's fun every time for sure. But now the, the neighbors know, and a lot of, sometimes they'll, they'll come out and, and check it out or yeah, it, it, everybody seems pretty cool about it. So. Yeah. Have you made any modifications to it or added anything to it? I have not. I am so happy with this car exactly the way it is. Um, you mentioned the 427. Uh, I don't know if you're aware or how many people are aware. It's not the big block 427. It's not a side oiler. It's a small block 427. The 351 Windsor 
stroked out to 427 cubic inches. So um, in talking with Doug in, in my dream phase, uh, it became clear that that's, that's the way to do it. Uh, it's such a better balanced car mm-hmm. and uh, you have just as much horsepower and almost much torque. And uh, I mean, the thing will still scare the, the Jesus out of you. So, yeah. Cause I, ha- <laughs> I have seen some that put like a, a coyote five Oh in them. Right. Which is, yeah. No, thanks. I mean, that's just, you're, you're taking out crowds at that point, right? Totally. Yeah. The, the, and one of the reasons why I wanted the Superformance so much is because, because of how nice of a replica they do. And they're the only ones really licensed to do it. Um, true to the original, uh, you know, I didn't want, uh, modern gauges or, or, uh, you know, fancy colors. Or I wanted it to look, I wanted it to be like, you couldn't tell the difference. You, you wouldn't know. And, and same with driving it, same with the engine. Um, you know, it's, it's probably a little different. I've never driven a, a big block side oiler 427, but, uh, it, it is, uh, this is still very visceral and it was hard to decide whether or not to go with the EFI or a carburetor for that same reason. Uh, but ultimately I, I chose the EFI and then magically Doug found that car that had it already. So, <laughs> and it's been, I mean, how long have you had it for? And is there anything, I assume it's been super reliable. It has been pretty reliable. There's been a couple little things. Um, and actually speaking to the Holly sniper system, um, I had some trouble with that in the beginning and it turned out to be a bad, uh, wide band O2 sensor, the little wide band O2 sensor that goes into the side pipe there. That's pretty much what the, um, the sniper system reads all its calculations, air fuel ratio, and, and makes all its adjustments based on. And I had one that started intermittently going bad and the sniper system was in this thing called learn mode. So it was, actively changing my fuel mapping because of the bad data and the car started running absolutely terrible at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, and so finally I found a, a speed shop out here, uh, not too far and they ironed it all out, you know, figured out that it was, that's what it was. And they restored all the settings, gave me a fresh map and, and they have a dyno and everything. So they got it tuned up just right. Yeah. Super it's easy to awesome. fix. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. How many, uh, how many miles are we at right now since picking it up for, you know, 400 on the clock? <laughs> um, I, I'm in the 5,000 somewhere. Yeah. I think, right? That's awesome. Yeah. The, the first few thousand came on real quick. I, I will admit that, um, it doesn't, it doesn't get out quite as much as it used to. I mean that, that first year or so it was like every day I got to get this thing out if I can. <laughs> But, um, yeah, it's still, it's still so fun and I got to get it out of, again. It's, it's due for sure. So yeah. Sick. generally what, it, what I do with it is just go drive for a half hour or an hour and, and come back and, and that's it. It's only really for fun. I, I don't really commute with it or anything like yeah. that. It's just purely for the joy of getting out and driving. And I spend my, my day job, I, I basically sit behind a computer all day, like most people probably. So it's, uh, it's really nice to just get out in the open and, and be in something like that, have such a visceral experience. Yeah. And you're, you got some pretty good, pretty good roads on your doorstep. It seems based, yeah. based on your Instagram content. <laughs> Not too bad. 
Yeah, yeah you, you can. I can make it to the to the ocean in in about ten fifteen minutes. Or I have. There's a lot of like kind of backcountry farm roads close to here. There's also um, uh, some some twisty canyon mountain roads that go all the way up. I think seven thousand feet or something like that. So yeah, there's there's a lot to choose from. Yeah. Well, what's your favorite thing? I know you know you mentioned just jumping in it for thirty minutes, and and it's you know. It's not like, hey, I'm going to go listen to music and cruise for 30 minutes. It's this thing has to, I got to go wring this thing's neck for 30 minutes and enjoy it. And that's what the car likes as well. What, what's yeah. what's your favorite, I mean, part about the car? Like, is it, a, is it a certain gear change? Is it just sitting in traffic and having people just look over and smile? Like, what is it? <laughs> it still makes me nervous. That, and, and that's part of, like, obviously I've... Um, removed my personal self as much as possible from my, my Instagram page. And, um, that's for multiple reasons, but, but really the main reason is because it's about the car. It's not, it's not about me. It's about sharing the experience of the car. And, and I want to take my ego out of it as much as possible. But to answer your question, second gear to third gear all day long, that's, uh, <laughs> that's the jam right there. Um, first to second is, uh, is pretty scary and goes pretty quick. Um, but that just hard all out second to third up to 6,000, 6,500 RPM or so that's, uh, that's quite an experience. And, and at the end of it, you're at a hundred miles an hour. It's easy. So yeah, <laughs> you, you usually don't see me shift from third to fourth and fifth year almost never gets used. So. But I, I do like just cruising around with it too. We, like I mentioned, we have some uh, some nice coastal roads here that that are pretty mellow, and uh, you know, put my wife in the car. Or I have a son too, and just you know, hop in there and cruise and enjoy the the scenery. And even even when you're cruising in that thing, it's it's fun. Yeah, you mentioned the neighbors kind of love it, and I think probably generally people's reaction to it even though it's loud is that it's cool because it's people think it's 50 60 years old don't they they don't think it's you know not that old because it's been rebuilt and thankfully by super performance it's you know like a brand new car but the styling of it you know it's not you're not rolling up in a pink lamborghini are you you know it's right. the total opposite i think if you were yeah. people would yell at you but you're rolling up in something <laughs> that that they're like wow like you know we just don't see cars like that anymore I think there's a lot of truth to that. And yeah, it speaks to their childhood a lot of the times, you know, cause, cause they grew up in that era. So. Yeah. Yeah. With the, with the popularity of the car and the Instagram kind of just kind of growing and taking off. Um, I mean, what was your decision just to kind of dive into it and share the car? And, you know, obviously the Instagram's at 54,000 followers now. I mean, it, it's going to grow obviously. And it just, you could have not done that or you could, you know, there's, there's a decision there to share this with, with the community. So interested in why and what the plans are with the Instagram. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I'm, I kind of work in, in my, uh, in my day job, I work in that space a little bit. Um, I, uh, I, I work in marketing. Um, and it was just, at the very beginning. Like I said, it was kind of more, I wanted to, to post the stuff that I was looking for before I had the car. And I mean, I was dreaming of it for probably, I mean, a while, but, um, searching for it on Instagram, probably a good year or so. But, um, 
yeah, I, I just thought, hey, I wonder what would happen if I if I posted one thing a day um, and just kept it at that. And it, it, at the beginning, it was really just photos and, and all the way until probably just six months ago or so, it was mostly just photos. The whole Reels thing has really exploded and, and become kind of a phenomenon. Um, it's fun. Uh, it's, it's kind of a different thing. I'm, I'm always, I, I wondered, too, I was like, how how many different pictures can I take of one car really <laughs> and, and videos? And so it was a challenge in, in that way. And it was just kind of a, what if, and I wonder, and I thought, you know, maybe someday I'll get a thousand followers. Um, and I was following people like, uh, ask Thierry is, is one of the big ones. Uh, he's got that beautiful blue Superformance Cobra up in the Bay area that, uh, unfortunately caught on fire. Oh, I have seen that one. Yeah. 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 He's a great content. Yeah. yeah. But he totally rebuilt it and put it back together. He was one of the, the biggest ones then. And, and I think he might've had like 30,000 followers at that time or, or maybe even more. I, I think he's in the forties now. Um, but I thought to myself, gosh, I wonder if I could ever get to that level. And, and, uh, so it's just kind of a, a curious thing and, and, uh, trying to limit it to just one thing a day, trying to not post anything political, trying to not post myself, um, you know, and, and just keep it purely about the joy of, of this car. And, and it's kind of like, to me, it's amazing. We can barely, it's barely legal. Like, like it's especially in California here. I mean, I don't know if you'll be able to do this in five or 10 years. So really trying to enjoy that part of it and share it. Um, and, and the amazing weather that we're blessed with here. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just trying to share the stoke and, and one, one day at a time, but it's been, I don't think I've missed a day since my first post and I, I keep going. Well, Hey, maybe I'll take the next week off. You know, I don't, I don't know. Like, we'll, we'll see what happens. Maybe, maybe I wonder if that would make people even more interested or to a degree or something. And I, I don't seem to be able to do that. So, well, <laughs> so far if, every day, if it does get banned in California and you do get bored of it, I'll take first right of refusal. <laughs> what if make me your first phone call? Because I would love, I, it was funny. I have, um, you know, living in Oklahoma city, it's the weather is changes every day. Uh, you know, we had snow last week or ice storms or whatever. And, you know, now it's 30 mile an hour winds and tomorrow is 70 degrees and then it's going to rain. So like, it's not the ideal car for here, but, you know, having a, having driven a convertible in miserable weather here, seat warmers are great. Obviously you don't have seat warmers in yours, but you know, gloves and a beanie, it I'd make it work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's, that's what it's about. A jacket, gloves, a beanie. I, I have, it's funny. Uh, you know, there's always, there's always some haters on the gram too. Uh, uh, always. Yeah. Voice their opinion. I've gotten plenty of, uh, haters about the gloves and, um, all, I just recently I posted, I think it was, was uh, yesterday on Sunday, I posted, uh, like a time-lapse video of, of my wife and I driving, um, and it had a U2 song on it. And I couldn't believe how many people are like, kill the music, man. <laughs> Someone even said something about a globalist agenda or something. Like that. <laughs> um, it's ruthless. Yeah. It happens. You, you just got to let it roll off. And I think that's been a, an interesting part of it too, is navigating comments and all that kind of stuff, you know, yeah. and, and DMs and, 
figuring out who is legit and who's just trying to, yeah, I don't know, exploit you or, or right. whatnot. So yeah, it's, it's been quite an interesting journey. Have but you... yeah, uh, September, September 21st, uh, 2020, I think is, is when I took ownership of the car. So yeah. You're, uh, you're, you're going to laugh at this. September the 25th is my birthday. Oh, wow. <laughs> so it's meant to be at some point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Uh, you mentioned well, obviously growing, growing the Instagram. Tell me about, has there any, has there been any collaborations? Has there been any, Hey, we're a performance shop. We'd love to do anything or clothing or whatever. Like we obviously, we, you know, with a growing brand and, and a, grow, a growing brand, a growing, you know, well, it is a brand now, uh, know, you know, yeah. page and stuff. And obviously with your background in, in sort of in the industry, have you had any kind of collaborations or, or plan to have any in the future? There's been some folks who have reached out. Um, and there was, uh, the, the red X clothing line mm-hmm. there. I think, based in Canada. Um, they sent me a couple free things, a, a jacket that I love and a t-shirt that I love. And, uh, they just asked, Hey, if you can take a couple pictures with it and, and, uh, and post them and send them to us, that'd be cool. And I was like, yeah, awesome. So, uh, that was pretty easy and simple, but there's no like official, you know, collaboration or anything with them yet. Um, I had one company send me a, a Shelby roast of coffee um, for, for posting a, a picture of it and, uh, it was delicious coffee and, uh, you know, non, non-committal stuff, like just take a, a couple pictures with it. And, mm-hmm. and that's kind of, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, I'm not going to lie. It's, it's tempting to think about how, like how to monetize it more and, and like turn it into an actual job sort of thing. But then I always come back to, this is, this is my play thing, you know, this is, this yeah. is the, it's a passion project and a toy. And anytime you start going down those roads, it, it starts turning into a job and mm-hmm. jobs aren't fun. <laughs> no, that's why they call jobs, right? <laughs> it, uh, you know, it, it, it can, I mean, the thing that just came to mind when you mentioned, you know, do I make a brand out of this is the suited racer in New York, right? Cause he's totally, you know, nobody knows what he looks like. Right. Mm. Um, but like that is a full-time gig, you know, he's doing a lot of things. So it's very interesting that I think it's definitely best keeping it that way, you know, having yeah. fun, keeping it as a weekend thing, not making it a job because, you know, something else has got to give if you put this much time, you know, into building a new brand, right? Definitely. It's an eye opening for sure. And that was part of the reason why I wanted to do it also. Um, you know, I, I talked about being kind of in the industry um, you know, I wanted to understand also what it's like, and it's interesting for me to see what it's like to have a page that grows. I mean, at this point, I think I have more, more followers than Superformance themselves. Don't you <laughs> I really? Just, I cannot <laughs> believe it. Like, I never would have imagined. Um, so it's, uh, I also, you know, want to be careful too of, you know, I, I can't, there's obviously licensing involved with Co- Cobra and Shelby and, and performance i don't i don't want to piss anybody off that way either um and so i think the more i just keep it a hobby and and the more it's just for fun and just trying to share the stoke of 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 these beautiful beautiful cars thank god for lance dander you know making this happen for people keeping the dream alive um my brother-in-law now has dreams of getting one of those corvette grand sports Mm -hmm. holy smokes those things are just 
incredible. (laughs) Yeah. That's the issue, right? When you go through the, through the, uh, you know, the, the warehouse they have there of all the cars and you're like, there's a GT 40, there's a grand sport. (laughs) You're like, if only (laughs) one of each all in black. (laughs) Rarely in my life do I ever go for the less expensive option. Um, I'm usually a premium option guy, but Lucky for me, it was it was all about the Cobra. I mean, I sat in the GT40s and, and the Daytona Coupes, and I don't I don't think I've ever seen a uh, the Grand Sport up close yet. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, it, I just I wanted the Roadster. I mean, like I said, I, I'm I'm coming off basically hanging up my leathers for super bikes, right? And so I love that being out in the open feeling. And to me the the cobra feels even more out in the open than being on a super bike i mean i'm not wearing a helmet uh not wearing a bunch of leathers or anything like that and and uh yeah it's it's quite an experience i, I just love it never gets old yeah when what uh have you been to many car shows have you ever had someone roll up in a real one next to you one up you i mean what is that i can't imagine especially i mean even here in oklahoma i think i've seen one or two replicas in, in car shows, you know, like the coffee and cars or anything, you just don't see them anywhere, you know? Yeah. So interested to see what it's like for you. There's, um, there's a couple of them out here, um, where I live, uh, and I've run into them a a couple times, but, uh, for the most part, no. And, and I, I don't know, uh, (laughs) it might not sound cool, but I'm just, my personality, I'm not really into the, uh, the cars and coffee sort of thing. Mm-hmm. First of all, I like to sleep in. Um, and most of those things happen in the, in the morning. Yeah. Uh, I'm not a morning person. So, and then the thought of being, I, I'm also not like, it sounds funny, but I'm not a very social person either. Uh, so, you know, all the while the, the Instagram account is kind of my cars and coffee and, and that's how I look at it. You know, it's, uh, I'm happy to answer any questions on there and, show people, you know, what they want to see on there. That all said, I'm not opposed to doing it. And actually there was just recently uh, an event at the Peterson museum, uh, not too far from me down in LA, uh, where they celebrated, I think it was the hundredth anniversary of Shelby's hundredth birthday. Um, and I actually had plans to go with my wife and, and, uh, have my dad and maybe my brother-in-law meet up and stuff. Uh, but um, it fell apart for for different reasons. I think also it was raining that weekend. So. It's definitely not <laughs> uh, a good idea. Yeah, <laughs> I'd rather not. Yeah, not 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 because you'd get wet, because it's not fun to drive your car in the rain. <laughs> like, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, and just baby, I you know I baby the car even if it's a little uh, too windy and there's too much debris on the on the roads and uh-huh. stuff like that. I'll be like, eh, maybe I'll take it out tomorrow instead once it's a little clearer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's always tomorrow, right? It doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's not like your, your friend's throwing you the keys and you're like, hey, you got one chance to drive this thing. Okay. I'm going to take it now. You yeah, know? exactly. I don't want some branch flying up and cracking the fiberglass or something like that. Oh, that that's the only big worry, right? Is like, what, how, you know, because it's a full new shell, isn't it? Or, I mean, it's, it takes, hopefully, get repaired, but it, in worst case, it is a new shell. Yeah, yeah. Or, yeah, even, even the thought of having the fiberglass patched and replaced, I mean, mm-hmm. it's not worth it for me. Same, same thing with people ask me a lot, um, are you, do you take it to the track ever? And I, I've done probably 20 to 30 track days on, on the super bikes that I had, and uh, 
really loved and enjoyed that experience. I mean, dragging your knees, you turn to turn two at Willow Springs for, you know, it feels like 10 minutes you're dragging it through the one corner. Uh, just an absolutely amazing experience. But I also did crash in those, you know, uh, 20 to 30. I had a couple crashes in there and, and that's not fun. And it messes up your, your equipment. And I mean, the whole reason you're out there is because you're kind of testing your limits. And so, I don't know. I've, I've had some life experiences and some, some major health battles that I've been through. Um, and I guess I just have a little different perspective on it now. Mm-hmm. So for me, I'm just as happy as ever driving the vehicle at 80, 85% and, you know, not seeing where the limit is. That's the other thing. People ask about the Cooper Cobra, Cooper Cobra tires that are on there. And I know they're kind of the cheapy tires. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, they work for me. I'm not, I'm not trying to set any records or anything like that. And I, I know the car well now and, and understand, you know, at least on a freeway on ramp where its limits are and when it's going to start breaking loose. If those cars though, if you're pointed straight, I mean, they, they go straight, even if you're spinning the back tires. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't want to drift side to side or anything like that. So yeah. it's very predictable in that way, at least. That's nice, right? Because there's nothing, yeah, what you know, you want to know that, you know, if I plant my foot right now, uh, we, you know, we're not going to go around in circles. We are going to just wheel spin in a straight line. Yeah, yeah. And that's how you'll see in a lot of men. And that's another thing I've been uh, criticized for in the comments is not putting both hands at, you know, 10 and 2 <laughs> on the steering wheel. I, I have a bad habit of keeping one more at like 12 o'clock and one on the shifter. Yeah. Um, that for, for you know, I understand that's not the the safest way to do it, but it, it feels safer to me just because the car is so predictable, and, mm-hmm. and I'd rather have immediate control of the gear shift than uh, one hand on the steering wheel works pretty well. Yeah. And it's it's a no power steering, of course, and and all, and all that. And with that wood wheel, the the gloves really help with uh, with getting some tackiness there. Yeah. Did it take you a while to learn how to, um, you know, like downshift properly and, and kind of, so you don't unsettle the car and, and, you know, get really get used to the car. Definitely. Yeah. Rev matching. Um, yeah, it was, it took a few months probably to really feel comfortable with that. And now it's like second nature. It's one of the most enjoyable things. I know exactly what that little blip feels like to get it to the right RPM to, slide it right in to downshift and uh yeah if you don't you, you're gonna get screechy tires and, and all sorts of wildness so uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, that is such a fun part of it and that's another thing man having a, a manual transmission car just in general is seems like something that's disappearing quickly i mean especially in this ev world um having a, a internal combustion engine a big v8 seven liter seven liter <laughs> that's a lot. Um, your next question is probably miles per gallon, and it's uh, it's around seven these days. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Um, if, I, if I baby it, if I'm just cruising, I can get ten miles per gallon. But who wants to do that? It's I mean, not, yeah, it's irrelevant. I no. do it. I do it some of the time, but uh, yeah, you you got to ring it a couple times yeah. every drive. That's awesome. Well, mate, I've taken 43, 45 minutes of your time. Uh, I want to thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Uh, 
for sharing the story that you have. I mean, and the tagline in the Instagram says, are you living the dream? And I love the story that, you know, you had to sell a couple of bikes to get it and, and a car. And like, it wasn't something that you would just, yeah, let's just stroke a check and we can do it. Right. Cause it makes it, you know, it makes it, um, I, not normal's not the right word, but I'm going to use it anyway. Cause I can't think of another word, but these cars are attainable and you know, they're attainable for, for everybody. It just, yeah. you know, like, think of the you know people driving around in 70 80 hundred thousand dollar tahos for some reason you know like yeah. you don't need it right like get one of these <laughs> take it out on the weekend have a blast and you know yeah, even, i mean i was tempted to, to i love the porsche 911s too um and something like that you know is, is in a similar price range mm-hmm. but anybody can go in and get one of those and that's a very different experience it's a very modern kind of thing and i i really like i said i grew up with the Herbie movies that were made in the sixties and had all these cars kind of on the grid and, and there's, you know, there's just something about it for me that, that, uh, is so special and, and just a different experience. So yeah, it's great that Super performance offers it. There's cheaper, um, replicas out there too, you know, um, that, that are pretty good cars. Uh, there's backdraft and factory five and, um, a handful of others probably too. But, uh, yeah, if you're, if you're interested, if you have the itch, you know, don't be afraid to dream. That, that, that's what I would say. Uh, dream big and know that it's probably not going to happen overnight. But if you keep focused on your dream and, and you line, get all your ducks in a row and, you know, yeah, you got to probably make a couple sacrifices too. And like I, like I had to do. And, um, but if, if you're committed to it, I have no regrets. Uh, you know, I'm glad that I did the motorcycle thing for two decades or so, but, um, yeah, I'm, I'm happy where I'm at. Awesome. Thanks for having me on here, Mike. I really appreciate it. It's been fun. Yeah, you bet. For everyone listening, I'll post the links to, uh, your Instagram in the description. They go check that out. If they're not already following you, uh, links to super performance as well. You can go shop their website. And, uh, I think Doug has his own Instagram. May as well plug his as well. Um, yeah. And maybe I'll get a deal from Superforms one day for selling their cars. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, but, mate, thanks so much for joining. Really, really um, glad to connect. Obviously, been a huge fan and followed you for a while since the early days before the name change. Uh, and I'm glad you have the right Instagram name. You have the right tag on the back of your car. Um, everything's coming around. And you have a sweet jacket from a Red X as well to wear when you drive it. So <laughs> thank you so much, mate. Really appreciate it. For everyone listening, I'll put the links in the description. And we will catch you next episode. Cheers.